Happy birthday, dear Jenny. Happy birthday to me. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Shalakian. And today we're celebrating the birthday of someone very close to us. In fact, she's so close, she's in your ears right now. It's Shannon! Yay! Yes, I had a very good birthday on Wednesday, and we decided to dedicate this entire week to me because it is my birthday week, my birthday month, my birthday year, um, <laughs> as it is every year. And anyway, so we're watching Happy Birthday to Me, which happens to be a movie that Brennan and I watched originally when it was his birthday so many years ago. Yeah, on like my 19th or I think it was my 19th birthday. That's crazy. We're so old. Yeah, because the first time, I think the first time we watched Wreck and then the second time we watched Happy Birthday to Me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's start with our 10 word reviews. And Shannon has only been watching Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. So I'm the only one with 10 word reviews today. Yep. I did watch Spy with My Family because it was so good that I wanted to watch it again for my birthday. But um, yeah. Sergio would be proud. Yeah. All right. But here are my 10 word reviews Dirty Grandpa tarnishes the legacy of a cinema giant. Why, Zach Efron? The boy. Good set design with a plot that's just as wooden. And Joy. It works better when it's not straining to be Amelie. Perfect. All right, so y'all know how it goes by now, but if you don't, we'll explain it. We're going to start with our discussion, which starts with our plot. Ready, Brennan? Read it. Go ahead. Welcome to Upscale Crawford Academy, where everyone, especially new student Ginny, wants to be part of the school's most popular clique. But now, somebody has begun butchering the group's members. Could a deadly accident from Ginny's past be connected to the brutal killings? And as her 18th birthday approaches, will Ginny be the guest of honor at the most horrific party of all? Ooh. <laughs> all right. So now on to our actual discussion. We rate scariness on one to five clowns. Yay, campiness, on, campiness on one to five party horns. Gore on one to five cake cutting incidents. And quality on one to five presents. Originally, I was thinking about having the campiness be drunk uncles, but I thought that was too heavy, so I went with party horns. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So, Brennan, we'll start with you. Your scariness. How many clowns was this party? <laughs> this party had two clowns, which is too, too many. Um, it's. I feel like this is just going to be the point of every single thing I ever say ever, but slasher movies aren't scary. This one is kind of gruesome and a little more layered than some other ones that I've seen, so it got it too. Um, there's, especially the opening kill, there's a moment that it extends like way further than you thought it was going to, and there's some good tension that's built. But it's not scary, it's more like thriller tension. But it's good. Yeah, that opening sequence definitely um, earned, earned a point for me. I'm going to give it two out of five clowns as well. Uh, you know, viewers, listeners, because you can't view us. Listeners, keep if in mind... If you are viewing us, please stop. That's creepy. Um, listeners, keep in mind that we are rewatching it, so our scores are adjusted because we already know what happens, we already know um, the twists and turns, and even though we saw it a long time ago, so a lot of it was still new to us, it is very well, hard to to remember how we felt as far 
as for how scary it was back when we first watched it. But currently, as a rewatch, it was pretty good. It, it had pretty good uh, rewatch value. Yeah, definitely. There's, it's a uh, it's a little long in the tooth, <laughs> but most of it, pretty much all of it, is good and in enticing and intriguing. But watching it again, you're like, oh, I've seen this part before. I can just nod off for a couple of minutes. Yeah. About sugar plums. Yeah, exactly. One of the things I absolutely love about this movie that we are going to talk about a little later, too, is that it has such great variety. You oh, know? yeah. So it's not like a typical slasher where there's only, you know, one um, weapon that is used in different ways. But, you know, it's the iconic weapon. This is really you don't know who the killer is for a long period of time. Even when you think you know who the killer is, you don't. Yeah. And everyone's a suspect. Exactly. There's so many scenes of people glowering at each other and being like, You'll 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 rue the day. Yeah, like I'm gonna kill you for this, Tommy. Yeah. And he rides off on his motorcycle, and just everyone is like burying weird things, and everyone has black gloves on, like they're in a Dario Argento movie. Yeah, yeah. And this movie does have weird hints of like kind of like the Beyond, where there's a really strange like medical aspect to it. Uh, you know, uh. which I, I yeah, I didn't like it as much either because it didn't really mend well it could be different if it was just the psychological thing because then it's the same like you don't change the genre like you don't go from just living like this girl going to the school and then cut to her brain being open on a table like that was very dramatic i thought anyway sorry <laughs> that was a, a long tangent campiness uh what, what did you write campiness okay i rated it three out of five party horns because I don't know. I feel like the the campiness here it's more of like a like a crock pot of campiness. Like it's not all at once. It's not like, "Oh my god, it's so silly, it's so crazy like a chopping mall or whatever." Right. But there are just a lot of smaller moments that add up exponentially. Like the Fibonacci sequence, math nerds. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite moments and I have a track that we can play under this part. But it's um the main girl played by Melissa Sue Anderson from Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. She she comes home and she's all scared and you see this guy trying to sneak into her window and he's the first suspect for killer and you're like oh I got my eye on you and so the music's all creepy and scary and then she starts unbuttoning her top and then mu- the music immediately switches to this weird like peppy sax music that's like bikini car wash like I'm just imagining huge crane shots down on a college campus and like yes. people walking around going hey and like yes. kicking into jukeboxes and stuff and hopefully that's playing under this right now so you can experience the magic. Yeah, I w- almost I wished it, w- it would go on longer, really. Cuz it yeah. was pretty it was pretty quick. It was like 30 seconds or so. It was so strange though because it just with no transition, immediately yeah. from scary to really peppy and then to scary again like a minute later. Yeah. Um, there's stuff like that or there's a, a part where the science professor is getting pranked with a static electricity machine and he shocks one of the like the bully students and it's that 80s electricity that's clearly drawn onto the frame to zap his nose. Yeah. It's kind of like, it, it's kind of like a, that Paula Abdul video where she has the cartoon cat. Like, it's just so out of this world. And as always, the slasher classic, there are so many impressions in this movie from the character of Rudy. <laughs> he does like a Vincent Price impression and a Quasimodo impression. And it's like, I... I literally have no idea why there's an impression in 90% of slasher movies. It must be an 80s thing. Like, I guess they didn't have the internet yet, so they had nothing else to do. I think that that's just what they think kids do. Like, oh, college students, like, they're making impressions of other people and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Mm." While they try to find themselves. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. 
Uh, yeah, for campiness for me, I also rated it a, a two out of five. There's a great Genesis poster on on her wall in her room, uh, but a lot of it was just like how silly like the storyline went. Like they wove in. So first of all, one there's a character who is a um a taxidermist, and they make a crack at the fact that he's a taxidermist every single shot. I'm I'm impressed they they put taxidermy as a main plot point, but they just it's, did this. It's suspicious. Ooh. Ooh, he likes dead things. Ooh, um, but especially because. At the end, there's a part where, like, there's, like, a mask. I, I put mask in air quotes. But, like, this girl's face gets pulled off, you know? Like, it's like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Anyway, so they pull the face off. And then they put in one line where it's like, and the taxidermist is so good at making masks. And I'm like, oh, this is so cheesy. Yeah, if you say so. Right? Like, uh. And it was, um, it was so slasher set up, too. Like, there's a part where Melissa Sue Anderson is at her mother's grave and she starts trimming the grass of the grave with the sharpest set of shears that has ever been made. Also, say sharpest set of shears five times fast. Sharpest set of shears. Sharpest set of shears. Yeah, that's Sharpest set of shears. Yeah, it's just, it's so slashery. It's like someone's going to get stabbed in the face with those. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Sure enough, it does. It's Chekhov's gardening shears. Yeah, and she was just cutting grass. Like, she wasn't even cutting, like, a hedge like just pull the grass yeah exactly why did she have shears in her pocket she just came from the pub with her friends i don't know and why does she love her whore mother as much as she does (gasps) did i say that she's a real gold-plated whore did i did i do that okay (laughs) um on to gore i rated gore three out of five uh mostly not because of the gore itself there is some great blood effects great blood completely believable um but my favorite part is just like the creativity that went into all of the kills in this movie because there are some like top tier kills. You've got the shish kebab, uh, the shish kebab kill, which is classic. Yeah. Also, if I was trying to like do the do with a girl and she took me up to her room and she's like, "Let me make us a snack," and she came out with shish kebabs. First of all, I'd be like, "Uh, so that's where you were for the past forty five minutes because shish kebabs <laughs> are not easy." <laughs> right. And second of all, I. No, shish kebabs are so difficult to eat and they're not sexy. And she's like, oh, you like it warm and sizzling? It's like, no, I would actually prefer to take all of it off of the shish with my fork and then eat it. Right. But that's not as dangerous. So I get it. Or like, how about some mac and cheese? Like, how about some calories that we can burn off? Yeah, make it with sandwich. Wink, wink. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would want to see what would happen if she's like just making them a sandwich. She has to like choke him with peanut butter or something. Oh God, that'd be funny. Anyway, so so back to my gore score. Um, yeah, so it definitely was uh three out of five cake cutting incidents just because of the variety. There was sh- the shish kebab kill. There was this great dumbbell kill. Um, there was a kill with a uh like a the motorcycle fire plate. Yeah, a, a motorcycle motorcycle tire. Well, motorcycle tire, motorcycle tire, motorcycle tire. Okay, motorcycle tire. Um, there's a kill with a iron used for fireplaces. There was a kill again with the cheers. There was just so much, so so many different kills. It was actually pretty cool. And I thought for sure it was going to end up being like a buddy kill. Like, oh, two people are in on it. Nope. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Um, I also rated it three out of five cake slicing incidents. I, I like the fact that most of the kills are people who are being hoisted by their own petard. You know, because, um, <laughs> like, motorcycle guy gets killed by the motorcycle. Jock guy gets killed by the dumbbells because he is a dumbbell. Let's mm-hmm. face it. 
so that that's always a fun element in slasher films that I really appreciate. And because, you know, it's tailored kills like it, you put more thought into it. And then there's that brain surgery scene where it's like the scene in Saw 3 with, I guess, spoilers. Don't watch Saw 3. Um, but there's just really intense cutting into the skull cap and you get to see her brain and it's disgusting yeah and it's it's kind of like um that moment in the exorcist where linda blair gets undergoes all those tests and there's like they stab her neck with a needle and blood comes shooting out it's so irrelevant to the entire story and it's the most gruesome thing because the the kills aren't that gory but uh, it's just i don't want to talk about it anymore (laughs) okay uh and on to quality so i'm gonna give this movie three out of five presents one, because this movie is fun to watch, especially with a lot of people, because it is ridiculous. Like, the entire movie, the kills are great, but also the storyline is all over, the- it's a mess. It's all over the place, because it, like, starts off where you don't know who the killer is, and you think that the, the killer is killing people around the main character, and then you start considering that the main killer- main character is the killer, um, and completely knows it, and then come to find out you're wondering if she is killing without knowing it and that she's just going to like some weird like psycho a psychological yeah exactly um and then it comes comes to find out that like she has this other sister that looks just like her so apparently a twin sister and then you pull the face off that twin sister and it comes to find out it's one of her friends who is also her sister who is her sister because again because her whore mother because her whore mother um was sleeping with with the father before marrying a rich i don't know what he does is he he like he like somehow helps with boat accidents yeah Maybe it's like he's a, an he's insurance like a, agent he's like a firefighter but in makes tons of money i don't know i don't know um i bet insurance yeah he's he's like an ambulance chaser but he's just a, a, a schooner accident chaser because it's canada right so your your brain as far as the plot goes is just kind of like uh, i don't know what's happening but that's okay. Like, I can overlook it because it was so fun. So, three out of five. And yourself. Yeah. Um, I actually, in solidarity with uh, Past Me, who mm-hmm. rated it eight out of ten on my blog. Oh, right on. Um, I rated it four out of five. I was feeling three out of five on this viewing, but I think for a first-time viewing, it's still solidly four out of five. Yeah. There's a really fun, whenever um, her, Virginia, her name is Virginia, the main car- main character, When she, whenever she gets, like, a flashback to the traumatic incident... The camera just tilts like it's falling over, and then a big red light flashes on her face. And yeah. It's actually kind of, like, it's dumb, but it's kind of elegant for slasher movies of that period. Yeah. And they did do some, like, high money shots. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea how they could afford a lot of what they did in this movie. There yeah. was cars jumping over bridges. There was a, an entire dirt bike race. They had some money on them. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that was cool. There were a lot of interpersonal tensions. I like the Scooby-Doo stuff. And just that Mission Impossible scene where someone grabs the bottom of their neck and pulls off their face and there's someone else. It's just, I love that crap. And, you know, it's got the black go- black glove giallo killer. Okay, so black glove giallo, black glove giallo. Ugh. Black glove G. Oh, nope. No, it's not easy. You say glove right. I th- We're challenging ourselves with this episode. And there's also that whole undercurrent of, like, upstairs downstairs the rich versus the poor that isn't super strong it just comes in fits and starts yeah they like add so at the end of the movie they had a couple things they add an entirely new 
house, like the the cottage, which apparently is behind the main house, which we didn't know until like past the climax. That's true. It's where the spiders live. Exactly. So that we add the the weird tension about her mom being like an alcoholic, plus her mom having been a mistress, plus the plus the mom now being in money and not old money. Like it adds all these layers, and they I feel like they were just trying to make it intelligent, like at the last moment, you know. Well, there's um the headmistress is like all you rich people are looking down on all the poor people who are working hard for their education. That mm-hmm. was earlier. That's right. So there are at least two scenes that talk about it. And there's all the gambling that goes on. Yeah. They're like throwing away right, money. But yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, one more thing about that. What was it? Oh, we don't even find out that there's a birthday until 50 minutes into this movie. It's that's in right. the title. Yeah, that's right. So that's fantastic. It's it's a slow burn, we shall say. Yes, indeed. Um. Anyway. Let's move on to our favorite segment, Champion Dialogue. Champion Dialogue. All right, Brennan, you go first. What okay. was your Champion Dialogue? Okay. So the opening scene features a character named Bernadette O'Hara. And she's played by Lesla Donaldson from Funeral Home, which is an awful movie. Don't watch it. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> and the headmistress of the school, who's super Irish somehow, um, she has this dog, like this, uh, I, I don't, English bulldog, I guess. I don't know what yeah. dogs look like. Yeah, English bulldog. I'm race or blind French. with dogs. Some sort of slobbery, grotesque, fat creature. And she's like, "Come along, Winston." And as she's walking away after reprimanding Bernadette O'Hara, um, this is what Bernadette O'Hara says: "Come along, Winston. Give mommy head." <laughs> and it's on. It's the most like absurd line in the movie and I just had to choose it because it's so grotesque and strange and it's in the first scene. It's one of the first lines of dialogue we ever hear. So this this is what sets the stage for Happy Birthday to me and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's really out there. That definitely was one of my choices. However, my choice um, involves the taxidermist uh, who gets introduced and they're kind of establishing him as being a taxidermist and he like pulls this mouse out of his pocket because that's who his character is um, and he looks like head elf. A pre-taxidermied mouse. It's alive. Yes, it is alive. Uh, anyway, so they were talking about stuffing things, and a character says this. And so how's the midnight taxidermist tonight? Hey, Alfred, uh, Alfred, he's stuffed. So yeah, I thought it was really funny in the context of what they were talking about, you know? Yeah, and Shannon can't resist a good pun. Yeah, you know? Just can't. It's in her blood. It's, it's the way to my heart. So, anyway. Brennan, what was your favorite character? Okay, my favorite character was Drunky Mom. She was <laughs> great. Um, she At first, I, I didn't care about her at all because she was just in flashbacks drowning. And I was like, okay, she's a mom. But then in the scene that reveals why they were in the car and why everything was going on, was fantastic. She's getting drunk all over the place. She's like the, the house mother from Black Christmas. Yeah. And she's talking about how Oh, I invited six of your friends. They're the richest people in the school. Only the best for my little Virginia. And she's just such a, such a sauce. Is that a word? Sot. She's a sot? Sop? She's one of those things. One of those old-fashioned words for drunk people. Oh, I don't know. It's your heightened level of vocabulary that I I have to keep up with. Uh, I'll I'll find out. Uh, If you have an answer to this, send us a thing on Twitter. Never mind. She's a drunkard. She's a drunkard. Essentially. She's a sauce, mas- sauce master. I think that's what it is. I'm kidding. Yeah. Master of the sauce. Laying hard on the sauce. What sauce? You Lay remind me the of sauce. the sauce. <laughs> what sauce? The sauce with the power. Okay, I'm done. 
um but yeah i just love her and she's just trying uh she explicitly says that she wants to shove her newfound richness into her ex-boyfriend's face and it's just pretty great and i love her so what's your favorite character i talk too much uh my favorite character is the headmistress the irish <laughs> the give mummy headmistress yeah oh no the irish blue collar not really white collar i guess um headmistress of this prestigious academy where she just can't get a break you know because she like obviously holds everything everything to high esteem and runs a tight ship except for the fact that people keep disappearing and she's having to deal with all of it because one of her students went cuckoo for coconuts uh so i feel bad for her also that dog is adorable <laughs> Sorry. i don't remember what sitcom this is oh it's 30 rock when selma hayek is on and she's like i'm going coco for cuckoo puffs <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened she went coco for cuckoo puffs uh yeah so that is my favorite character what was your favorite scene okay my favorite scene is when um melissa sue anderson's friend Anne is talking about how she was managing to convince her that sh her she herself was the killer so basically, Anne was chloroforming Melissa Sue Anderson and then killing people. So Melissa would wake up and the people were dead. And she'd be like, I probably did that and I don't remember. But then there's this flashback of just, there's like four <laughs> separate scenes that just smash cut into each other of Melissa like walking down a hallway with shish kebabs and getting chloroformed. And then Melissa getting dressed and getting chloroformed. Yeah. And it's just a really hilarious chloroform super cut. And, and she screams a little bit each time, just like, Ehm! yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just kind of like an America's home, um, an America's funniest home videos compilation or something, and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, what's yours? My favorite scene is the bar scene. Uh, just when they're kind of all introducing like the characters, you know, and you get to know them as they're like different quirky personalities. And meanwhile, there's like a there's like a stomptish going on next to them. With good, good remembering of that word. Thank you very much. Um, and they're all, like all the people are all wearing fezes with some weird writing on it, and they're all singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. But they're I, I like they actually were, singing it. I think they were Canadian Shriners or something. Yeah, it was something weird. I don't know, whatever. Um, but your intro to first the main characters, but also um, these weird, this weird circumstance. I don't know. It's 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 a fun scene, just kind of like the good tide scene to get everything started. So that was my favorite scene. Anyway. Great. Um, so let's move on to another favorite topic, the splatter dome. Splatter. And now a moment of silence for those who have departed us. Bernadette O'Hara had her th throat slit. Etienne has his face slammed into a motorcycle tire. Greg gets a weight dropped on his crotch, causing the barbell to crash his neck. He didn't have a spotter. Alfred is stabbed in the gut with the sharp, sharp, super sharp pruning shears. Steve gets a shish kebab shoved through his his mouth. Shish kebab shove, shish kebab shove. Gold-plated whore mom drowns in a sinking car. Dr. Faraday. I accidentally wrote Faradaddy. <laughs> Dr. Faradaddy. That's what we're calling him. Okay, Dr. Faradaddy is struck in the head with a fire poker. Mr. Wainwright has his throat slit with a cake knife. Aphasia. Aphasia. Okay. Most Baroque kill. <laughs> Most Baroque quill. You still have to say that one. Did I? No. I said it. No, you didn't. Mr. Wainwright has his throat slit with a cake knife. Okay. 
Anne is stabbed in the gut. Spend all your time waiting. <laughs> okay. Um, who's, who's your best kill? Let's move on from this garbage. I love the dumbbell kill. It's probably the kill that I remember most. Other than, like, the shish kebab kill is, like, what is on the front of the package yeah, it's, or whatever. it's on the poster. Yeah, whatever. No, the dumb well, dumbbell kill is so great. Look, if the poster is a close-up on someone's crotch, you think it's a different movie than it is. Uh, it's, I mean... Whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the dumbbell kill is is great. He's just holding this like, okay, it's actually kind of funny. He's holding this. Um, uh, it's actually a barbell, I think, right? Like the with yeah. Because okay, dumbbells the are the small hand ones. I don't yeah. work out. I don't know. Um, I work at a gym. I should know. I don't. Okay. Yeah, he's he's at the bench press. He has a oh, bench press. Yeah. So he's at the bench press, and he was like, he's like, oh, he like put on 10 more and he's like that was still kind of easy can you put on 50 more pounds yeah this guy's an idiot he's he's trying to impress her because also sorry this is also my favorite kill so i'm just gonna share with you okay cool um but everybody has that scene where they look at the killer and they're like oh it's you like no one in real life they all say oh it's you they don't say oh like like oh hey Ginny, how's it going or hey ann why do you have that weird plastic mask on your face that looks exactly like our friend Ginny? right or even anything like oh how how are you it's just like all everything is oh it's you which i love that happens so much in slasher movies anyway carry on keep calm and carry on so uh anyway he's like oh that was kind of easy for me can you put on 50 more which i don't work out all that often and i work at a gym but even i know you don't do that, and you don't do that alone, and you shouldn't be lifting weights without a spotter. Dumb bells, dumb bells. Okay, so <laughs> um, anyway, he's got all that weight, and sure enough, it's too much for him. But then you just see the black gloved figure take the like the um, the holder for the hooks that you put the bench on. press. Yeah, the bench press holder. I think it's like, called pulls a, that away. a French press. <laughs> God, pulls that away. And then um, goes and picks up like another 10 pound thing and goes and stands right over his crotch and drops 10 pounds on his crotch, forcing him to drop the weights that he was holding onto his neck, which is so awesome. You know, I mean, it's it's again very dumb because you could have just like rolled on out and been fine like a transformer. Just roll out. Um <laughs> Thundercats, <laughs> Thundercats. Thunder, th- Thundercats assemble. I don't. I'm s- I don't know what's happening in this episode. Oh God! It's Thundercats go and Avengers assemble. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that was a great kill. I'm glad that we have the same best kill. Yeah, because it's it's great. It like it's actually kind of like there's like a lot of levity to it, even though the music is so dramatic. Oh yeah, it's such a fun kill. Yeah, it's great. that one and the shish kebab are probably the two best ones, but they're all pretty yeah. creative. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. And Shannon, who would you resurrect who died in this movie? I would resurrect Alfred. He looks like Head Elf from <laughs> Alfred Elf. Hitchcock. No, Head Elf from Santa Claus. Um, and he likes taxidermy. That's cool. Crafting. Um, but he's he's kind and considerate. And he's the, the nerd that everyone picks on. Um, he's but the love child of Woody Allen and Woody Allen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I would resurrect him because... Like, he seems like a good guy. All right. And I would resurrect Bernadette O'Hara because she does not get her moment in the spotlight and she gave me my best dialogue and I was kind of hoping that she would give me more, but she unfortunately expired. Her expiration date was sooner than I anticipated. She seems like a jerk from that one line. 
Yeah, but she has some great jerky one-liners, you know. Yeah, ain't that the truth? All right, who would you murder that is still alive at the end of this movie? I would murder the de- the detective. He doesn't. He isn't actually a character, really. Um, he has like all of two scenes, but he just is not like helpful at all, and I don't care about him, and I want him to die. Okay, that that's fair. Yeah. They have a thing against authority. I get it. <laughs> um, I would kill Rudy who's like the kind of douchebag jock character yeah who like for some reason there's the top 10 um that's what this group of people are called um but only six of them get killed only six of them are transgressive like they have the infractions against the killer yeah so it was very strange um that there were so many left that did not get killed and especially most of them deserved it because they were all awful people but especially rudy he's the one Virginia's the 11th. She's not technically part of the top 10. Oh, she isn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I, I I was counting and I was like, I was very confused. Yeah. But anyway, oh, Rudy's a douche. He pulls a whole bunch of really evil, violent pranks on people. He kisses, I think, every woman in the film over the course of this film, like on screen. And he's just a terrible guy. And I think he deserves to die. He's like that classic slasher character who is awful and you want to die. And then he doesn't. And I'm frustrated. Wait. I'm blue balling. Is he the one that looks like Sean Penn or the guy who does the impressions? The guy, the impressions guy is the dark hair. Okay, yeah, he's the worst. He, he cornered Virginia up in the attic and he was like, I've got a knife, Virginia. Because... Yeah, he was using Virginia to get back with his love anyway. Like that other girl who looks like Ellie Ashford. I don't know anyone's names. Who cares about their names? They all look like other famous people. Yeah, Canada, exactly. it happens. Anyway, um, let's move on to the games. Okay, so... Um, I actually only have one game because we have very important birthday duties to attend to, so we're going to be a little busy. Um, on my birthday episode, we played a little game called Marshmallow Lightning, which was my strange interpretation of beer pong, but it's basically Chubby Bunny. And I was going to do it with you too, but our marshmallows expired, apparently, oh just God. like Bernadette O'Hara. <laughs> so I have grapes. Grapes! So it's Grape Lightning. Uh, it's from Grease 3. Okay, these are probably really gross, too. I'm excited about it. Okay. No, I, I tried one. It's okay. Okay, good. Okay, so I have 10 questions. Okay. If you get one of them wrong, you have to put a grape in your mouth, and then you have to try to answer the next question. It's grapes in your mouth, and try not to die. Okay, sounds that's, good. That's the tension of this. You know how to do the Heimlich, game. right? What? You know how to do the Heimlich, right? I do. Okay, and they're cool. very small grapes. Yeah, we'll be fine. You can honestly probably just swallow them. Yeah. But don't. Yeah. All right, let's do this. You ready? Yeah. All right. Number one. What is the name of the school that the top 10 attend? Crawford Academy. Okay. Yes. All right. Number two. Waha. What is the name of Alfred's rat? Uh, Jared. No, George. Put that grape George. in. George. Pop it okay. in. Home. Okay. Number three. What band's poster is on Ginny's wall? Genesis. Yeah. Number four. What is the name of the pub the top 10 meet in? The Silent Woman. Yes. <laughs> Number five, what Western film does the film club screen? High noon. Oh, man, you're too good at this. Yeah. Number six, on what day of the week is Virginia's birthday? Sunday. How many kids were invited to Virginia's birthday party? Originally? Yeah. Um, six. Oh, God. All right, fine. Um, What is Virginia's mom's first name? Okay, the dad's name is Harold, and her name is... Uh, Wilma, I don't know. No, it's Estelle, ha. like Joey's agent on Friends. Lovely, okay. Oh. Haha. Number 10. What color are the candles on Ginny's cake? Pink. 
Oh, God. Okay, fine. Number 10. Oh, sorry. I mixed up my numbers. But number 10. Name eight of the Crawford Academy top 10. Um. <laughs> okay, so you got Rudy. Rudy. Um, oh, Rudy. Alfred. Alfred. Anne. Anne. Amelia. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, SCM. Uh-huh. How many is that? Uh, sorry, one, one second. One, two, three, four, five. 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 How many are I need? Eight. Eight. Okay. Mm, okay, so that. Let's look at couples. Who is. Was Gary one of them? No. Okay. You should put a grape in. Okay, fine. Wow. Um. Bernadette? Uh huh. Bernadette O'Hara. Bernadette O'Hara. Um. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, so leave me back to what I got. Uh, Rudy, Etienne, Anne, Amelia, Alfred, and Bernadette. Or we're not counting Virginia? You can count Virginia. I actually figured Virginia. I, I miscounted something. Okay. Virginia. I need one more. Okay. Mm. Did I say Anne? You did. Okay. I got Anne, Amelia, Bernadette. There's <laughs> No, okay. Steve, Greg, and Maggie. Put one more grape yeah. in and then give you a recommendation. Okay. Okay. So, I recommend Terror Train. Terror Train? Yeah, because um, also has to do with, like, bullying, kind of. But also, it's one of those movies that are standalone. It doesn't have a remake or sequel. That's and true. Very good. So, I recommend Terror Train. And it's Canadian. And it's Canadian. But so is, like, every movie we've watched, so. Yeah. Anyway. All right, cool. Um, eat those grapes and don't die. Sounds good. Um, and my recommendation is Friday the 13th Part 7 because <laughs> uh, I was just trying to think of another film with a birthday party, and I recommended Bloody Birthday last time. So Friday the 13th Part 7 takes place at a birthday party for a guy who never shows up because he dies on the way to the birthday party. And it's Jason versus a girl with telekinetic powers. And... Like, the main sequence of the film is kind of slow because it was cut to death by the MPAA, but the final girl sequence is one of the best in the entire world, and you'll thank me if you haven't seen this movie yet. Right on. And about the clue from last week, we will be watching Friday the 13th Part 2. Um, the bulk of my clue was just clue was a quote from the film about um, not being able to get any dessert. So that's what it was. That one kind of needed to have seen it, so I apologize. I will work harder on my clues. And I will actually have a slight break in which I have a chance to sharpen my clue skills because we will not have one for the episode two weeks from now because that's going to be a very special episode, the nature of which we will reveal next week on our Friday the 13th Part 2 episode. Um, so if you want to contact us, if you have any questions or comments that you want to share about Friday the 13th Part 2 or about our show, you want to ask us stuff, our listener questions mailbag thing last episode was super fun. Yeah. And we want to do that more. 
you can contact us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, via email at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because you care. The more you know. Yay. Um, yeah. Any final comments, Shannon? Um, thank you for watching with us and happy birthday to me. Yay. Oh. See what I did there? Oh, See what I the did mic. there? All right. And we'll be playing you out with Happy Birthday to Me by Cyrita from the Happy Birthday to Me soundtrack. So her not even face, the not the new one, the old one. I know. No, no, you, you're doing like the middle one. It's like Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? You got some work, work to, to do, do now. now. That's right. You're doing what's new, Scooby Doo? Like a twelve-year-old Shannon. It was bo- Bowling for Soup wrote that song. It's good. I mean, I like Bowling for Soup. I know you do. But I prefer the Simple Plan Scooby Doo song. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh. Okay. Um. Bye. Bye.